Welcome back to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil, your host, and we're in part three of a episode series that we have started with Joey Staples, counselor, licensed professional counselor, happens to be on staff at FPC Branson, has 30 years plus of experience working with teenagers and families, and continues to serve the Lord uh, through the local church. And we've been talking about the emotional health of pastors And today we want to talk about maybe some of the preventative steps that a pastor can take to avoid that burnout. And so, Joey, is burnout really a thing out there? We we hear a lot, pastor burned out. Is burnout really real? Absolutely. Now, defining that, yeah, you'll get kind of like every psychological (laughs) term, depression, anxiety, all those have their own definitions of different people. But, yeah, yeah, when when I reach a limit... Uh, of the stress and anxiety uh, not being dealt with, then, yeah, it just continues to grow. And the symptoms show up long after the Mm -hmm. actual uh, sickness hits. Yeah, so it's a real thing. So you're saying that that when we see a pastor, maybe a prominent pastor, maybe not a prominent pastor, and they walk away from the ministry or they do something that prevents them from continuing to be in the ministry, at least in that local context— you're saying that just didn't happen overnight, probably? No, and people say that. Yeah. Wow, he seems like he was fine last week. Well, yeah, he seemed like he was. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. that works, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. So, and in a sense, I think we're always in the process. So none of us ever arrive. And there, sure. I've, I'm, I'm taking care of that for the rest of my life. No, it's a maintenance mm-hmm. deal for sure. But that's why it's so important to have the steps in place to keep me in a healthy place because mm-hmm. t- it's hard work. It's, that, that's you know for physicians or lawyers or therapists or ministers, we know profession wise that they're the most prone to depression and the most prone to suicide. Mm. No one talk. I, I, that's a sad word. Yeah, it but, really is. But yeah, there is. Those are all natural progressions. I think of burnout, and yeah, it's it's suicide is always the last step in the cycle of depression. So that never just happens overnight either. Mm. He seemed so happy yesterday. Well, he might have seemed that way, but but yeah. So I think that's why we're not talking about the end there. We're talking about now. Mm-hmm. How do we maintain and stay in a place that's healthy? So we how can, do we do that? We can do that. How do we do that? Yeah, well, it takes us by leaning in for sure, by us functioning in God's plan for us. So it's not a passive exercise. Okay. Yeah. As pastors and ministers, we're putting ourselves on the front lines. And so it means we've got to really uh, be active in taking care of this. It can't be a passive exercise. Yeah, maybe next year I'll try to go to a conference or something. Anyway, <laughs> you know, no, we've got to really step in. If we're going to stay in the trenches, mm-hmm. then we're going to have to do the work we have to do to be safe there. Because if you're in the trenches, you are going to get shot at. Absolutely. Guaranteed. It's the definition of a trench. And so when we step into <laughs> ministry, yeah. We're, we're getting shot at all over the place. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can back off and things will get better, but that's, that's not the work that God has called us to do. So uh, Cloud and Townsend wrote a, that, that famous book called Boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Most people have read that. And they talk a lot about that, uh, keeping our boundaries, staying in a place that's healthy. There's a price you pay for that, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the key mm-hmm. uh, struggle for us. So, so yeah, I just kind of want to talk about some... Uh, some really practical okay, things do it. that would kind of help us step towards preventing this thing called burnout. Uh, 
So yeah, so th- some of these are practical. Some sa- might sound kind of funny. Take a regular time off for retreat. And, and I always say, yeah, take a time off for retreat and don't cheat. Okay, how do you cheat on retreat? Yeah. Well, it's a thing called a cell phone. Oh. Yeah, so back in the old days, yes. you went to the beach and somebody had to call the hotel operator mm-hmm. to go find you and then bring you to... See, today, no. I got this little device next to me and I never unhook. So mm-hmm. it's possible to go to an f- awesome place for a vacation, but not really leave at all emotionally. Mm-hmm. Do you mean that that the world will continue if I don't answer every phone call to every email? Wow. I think maybe so. You really? If we're willing to let it go. And, and again, that's part of the price we pay. But my people, they have to have access mm. to me. I may have to pray for them. They, <laughs> my brother so-and-so may get sick and go to the uh-huh. hospital. Yeah. I, and that's the thing I have to give up. And it's humbling, right, to know that, yeah, things actually maybe even operate better when I'm gone. <laughs> Ooh, now wait a minute. Yeah, no way on that one. So, yeah, I think actually truthfully letting go becomes really important. I'm not saying turn off the cell phone for the whole week here at the beach or something. But I am saying to be uh, wise and, like I said, and not cheat. I mean, to really use this as a time. And so is a a retreat, is that a time just to draw closer to God, or is that just a time to unplug, or is it a little bit of both? Or Do we need both of those kinds of things? Can we meld it together? Do they have to be separate? What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say it's both. Okay. I mean, it's a time for me to be filled and refreshed, Mm. but I know that my true source of refreshment is the Lord. So, Mm. you know, even Jesus went to the other side. Now, and there's a great lesson there in Scripture because he goes to the other side, uh, to kind of have some chill time. Right. Well, before he gets there, the crowd has walked all the way around, and, mm. and they're there waiting for him. And I, I often read that, and I'm thinking he didn't yell at them or, mm. or say, hey, I can't talk to you right now. Uh, yeah, he, he went on to minister to him. So I'm thinking, no, what does that mean? Well, yeah, all of this is not under our control. There are going to be times when God interrupts mm. our well-laid-out plans, okay. and he'll supply the grace we need. I'm just saying not to use that is sort of a cop-out to always be under okay. the gun. So yeah. retreat, retreat time, time away. But yeah. without cheating, okay? And, Retreating without cheating. And I'm going to suggest for like those that. married that are listening, uh-huh. let your wife run the show on that one. As if she doesn't all the other time, what you're yeah. saying. Okay. Well, because, yeah, <laughs> they'll lead us to a good place if we'll listen to them. Okay. So we can, we can tell them you don't understand, and, or, or we can keep them kind of a passive player in all this. If we'll let them lead... That, I, lots of times I think that's what God is wanting to use more than anything. Wow. Yeah, so. So let her have my cell phone when I'm on vacation? Well, you might. We may have to come back for marriage counseling after that, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. But that's a great idea. But interesting know. thought, though. Okay. Retreat, but don't cheat. What else do you have? Uh, to relax. Have, have specific times during the week where, you, where you're setting it up to relax and enjoying okay. time. That can be a hobby. That can be playing racquetball. That can be just sitting in a restaurant reading the newspaper. I mean, it sounds so kind of simple, mm-hmm. but do I, do, I, do I have gaps built in? Mm. That becomes the word. Okay. Get gaps built in where I just can chill. And for many a pastor, many a person, it is back to back to back to back to back, and mm. suddenly it's 9 o'clock at night, and the day was just crazy. And you're not suggesting eight hours, Monday through Friday, pastors are going to sit in their office no. and not do anything. You're not suggesting that at all. And I know that we have some pastors out there who would probably do that, you know, <laughs> sure. okay, don't do anything. But you're not talking about that, but you're talking about just yeah. almost kind of like a mini retreat, almost. You bet. 
in between all the other things that are going on. Yeah, it may be uh, that from 2 to 3, because I got a heavy morning and a heavy afternoon, I'm just going to not schedule anything from 2 to 3. Mm. And I'm going to shut the door to my office and just breathe mm. and pray. Mm. And, yeah, that sounds so simple, but many times we are just cramming it full. So giving myself gaps that way. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, this, this is just a practical one. Okay. I know everybody knows this one. Okay. Uh, exercise. Exercise. And eat well. Mm. So that's nothing new, but many times that gets lost in the shuffle. And, you know, it goes without saying, we all know the benefits of, of good, healthy exercise. doesn't mean we got to go nuts with it. I mean, right. some people tend to jump to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. So now I'm lifting weights for three hours and I'm mm-hmm. running marathons every other week and and that just slowly sneaks up on you. I've changed yeah. <laughs> my role of what I've done, and so I've put on probably about 10 or 15 pounds since I left this church, FBC Branson, we're recording that, uh, because of schedule makes it a little sure. more difficult. I've gotten a little bit lazier, and uh, driving a lot easier to get order the meals by the number on the sure, menu there sure. with the clown's face. But if you don't stop that, that will cast some consequences yeah. uh, sooner than later, won't it? Yeah, and again, we don't need to go to the extreme. Okay. So for many of us, it's all or nothing. You know, either I'm mm. going to run marathons every weekend or right. I'm not going to do anything. Right. No, there's a line there. Mm. Uh, Pretty big space between doing nothing and a marathon, isn't there? Yeah, and if, you know, the knees are starting to go out or whatever, I mean, mm-hmm. walking is awesome. Right. So it doesn't have to be running. Okay. And, and we don't have to lift weights. And, right. And, but, but, yeah, I'm taking care of this earthly vessel that God mm. has given me. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know what? It works better when I do that. Huh. Yeah. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not even suggesting to go nuts on the eating either. You know, I'm not going to eat no sugar. I'm going to do a uh, a particular diet that just came out last month. Right, you the know, Bible like, diet. We're just going to eat food that Jesus ate or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the food <laughs> that Jesus ate. That's all we're going to do. But I'm kind of taking the Billy Graham advice and just eating with moderation. Mm-hmm. That's you know, I, And I agree with that. Yeah. I can have a Krispy Kreme donut every now and then and... It's not going to kill me necessarily. <laughs> Maybe that would. That one might. That was I a don't bad know. example. Bad yeah, example. Sure. There's another example. No, I love Krispy Kreme. It's my sure. favorite. But uh, but I'm just I'm I'm eating with moderation, okay. and I think that's more the point. Okay. Uh, these are really practical. I, mean, I know, and and I want them to be. Yeah, they're great. Lots of times you hear these kind of things, and you just mm-hmm. go, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, here's a good one. Join a small group or a community group, and don't lead it. Oh no! Wait a minute. I know. I know. That, I thought that. the food thing you were talking about was bad. <laughs> and it was bad, by the way. Especially since I brought in Krispy Kreme donuts this morning. You mentioned that, but that's okay. But now you're saying to be in a small group and not lead it. But I'm obviously the smartest person. I know more about the Bible than anybody sure. else. And everybody's going to look at me when the tough questions come. You know, yeah. spell Melchizedek. You know, when those questions are going to come, or I don't even know if I pronounce that right. But when those come, they're going to just defer to us. That is true. They will do that. So what do we do? And you can train them not to do that hmm. by saying, you know, I'm not real sure. What do y'all think? Hmm. I mean, there's ways to deflect that. Again, it means I don't. I I have to be okay, kind of taking off the pastor hat for a little while. Hmm. But that's exactly what we're talking about: is being able to be refreshed and replenished and and be in a healthy place. So I I would say that I would say at the least at least be willing to rotate it around in the hmm. people that are within the group. And so, therefore, I don't have to be the leader every time. And lots of times that's a weird role because we're just used to being the guy that's sort of in charge. Right. But, I, but I'm suggesting these are all ways to avoid burnout. In other words, 
these are ways for me to stay healthy as Joey Staples. I don't have to be the guy in charge all the time. Well, I tell you, in my small group, I think we may have been the most unspiritual small group because we, uh, when we were here, we would just get together on Sunday evenings, watch some football, laugh, eat, and just hear what's going on in each other's lives. And um, I really do miss that environment yeah. of having that where we're just all people because we're not just pastors. We're not just ministers. Um, we're not just deacons or churchmen. We are just people. Yeah. And we have the same needs that every other person have, and then we have more needs That's than right. that. That's good. Okay. Good, well, other good. Practic- any other practical tips you've got for us, Joey? Yeah, one more. Okay. Uh, well, I've got a bunch more. Yeah, I bet you do. But uh, have a close personal friend. Mm. And I'll, I'm going to use the mentor word. Okay. Now, you might think we've been talking a lot about accountability. Yeah. But this is uh, maybe an older guy. Okay. Uh, I know I have a fellow I go to lunch with every few weeks. And uh, sometimes I don't like him very much. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I think I don't like him either sometimes. <laughs> because he's really honest with me. <laughs> he's good. And, uh, and, yeah, you know, I'm thinking of Proverbs 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man of many friends comes to ruin, but there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I mean, it's something we tend to lack as guys. Mm. So I really have someone. Uh, I don't need a bunch of those. Right. Uh, I just need one. And so I, I think it's us just praying that through. Who's, a, who's an older fellow that's kind of been there, done that, that maybe I could take the lunch every now and then? Doesn't have to be crazy every other day or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, but I think that makes a difference. Well, too. they have a different perspective on life. I, I had the privilege of, of attending many churches now. And one Sunday I went to a church, and the lead pastor wasn't there. And so the former retired pastor was there. And he got up, and he had just come from his 70th high school class reunion. 70th. A 70th high school class reunion. Love that. And he was up there preaching, and yes, he didn't have a lot of PowerPoints, he didn't have the touch screen, and he didn't have all the cool things that I have tended to use uh, (laughs) over my brief ministry, but he had words and experience that I didn't have. And I almost made a commitment there. I'm not listening to any preacher under 85 <laughs> because I'm not sure any of us really know oh, what we're yeah. talking about. But that experience and what we discover so many times is many of those with the experience don't have the audience mm. anymore. Good point. And so what a blessing that would be for us to go to someone like that yeah. and say, just just be my friend. Just, just you know, mentoring sometimes. Men, can I think, sometimes can be a little weird about that. Would you be my mentor Right. Uh, sometimes I'm like we have no idea what right. a manatee is, much a, much less a mentor, mentee, any of those kind of things. But there is something valuable and important, just that yeah. friendship for us. Yeah, but it might even help them out. You bet. And, well. and our tendency is to have like a 150 point checklist requirement <laughs> for that person, and so we tend to do that. Oh, I would love to have them. I just hadn't found them yet. Mm. Well, I, I would kind of challenge us to not be. Way, way, way too picky on that. I'm not saying to grab somebody off the street. Right. But at the other extreme, I'm saying if we're looking for the perfect person, I'm not sure that guy is out there. Well, so you, prayer becomes important. Well, you're older than I am, and so I don't know that you're that much older than I am, so I don't know if we count as a mentor, mentee. But I know that I learn every time I sit with you, and I hope that our listeners are learning as well, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the emotional health and the struggle and being ready and preventing 
burnout, even though it may come, to prevent it, recognize it, and make it as brief. We're going to come back again with you at least one more time to talk more about this conversations. And so thank you again for joining us uh, on podcast of the Missouri, the podcast, the Missouri Foundation, Foundational Thoughts. And we'll catch you next time. (laughs) 